I, uh, I keep a picture, uh, Johnny, uh, of week over week, and I'm going to take a look at it here once the cameras go live. Um, but I do not remember seeing that many small homes, less homes on the market. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Talks with Keith Smith. If you're wondering why Jerry isn't calling in, because he's in the middle of a board meeting, he left us alone, so watch out. <laughs> um, but my guest today is uh, Johnny Ornalis, a uh, brother from another mother, and we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of great restaurants that he uh, is part of and owns, and one that he's getting ready to bring live to everybody, I think, in January, but we'll let Johnny tell us that. Um, and also want to chat a little bit about Thanksgiving traditions. So uh, once Jerry gets here and up, up and loaded and be able to watch the feed, uh, if you got a Thanksgiving tradition uh, to share, why don't you share it in the feed and we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, we'll talk about the Smith slash Prochi, which is uh, my mother is Italian and my father is Scotch-Irish, so that's going to tell you a lot about how uh, how much fun Thanksgivings are. But, Johnny, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we were talking in the run-up. Run you just came back from California. Just came back from Cali, yeah. We took a little, uh, <clears throat> I took a little adventuring out to California. You brought River with you, didn't you? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I didn't get a call for bail money, so I guess it went okay. I had a little, you know, safety. Yeah, a little, pop, sta a little stash <laughs> in back. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I went to Cali, and uh, River caught up with me up there, and we, uh, I actually did a lot of uh, running around the first two days. Uh, went into uh, soup, soup, Superior uh, Equipment Company there, and they walked me through the whole uh, factory setup for tortilla machines. Oh, yeah. And, all that stuff so it was good but you also were doing some menu kind of we're doing tasting. some menu yeah we're looking into you know like like we've said before we're trying to bring some of the cali vibe into into shawsville <clears throat> a little bit of home for me into into home um so uh yeah we came back with some good ideas they're doing a lot of stuff with uh, drinks down there that are we haven't seen over here uh unique things not strange unique all right i'm gonna give it a <laughs> shot Meha cali Mehicali. Mehicali. I'm going to write this down. Mehicali. There you go. So, talk about the menu. What, 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 are you, what are you thinking you're going to do a little bit different there that we haven't seen in Charlottesville? Um, you Thank know, you for doing this, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you know, we're, it's, uh, there's very unique things. Uh, there's, uh, you know, jackfruit is one of those things that I'm starting to experiment with. Well, what's that now? Jackfruit. Uh, you, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I may not so be that, the only person that doesn't know that. On the set, I may be the only person that knows that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fruit. It's a well, obviously. It's, it's a it's a prickly, large, thorny fruit, and, and they, it's called they, a jackfruit. Jackfruit, and they use it a lot. Um, I was introduced to it in Mexico, and uh, in the tropic tropical areas, and it's it's one of those interesting. Fruits that uh, you taste it raw, and it's like you oh, get yeah. all these flavors out yeah. of it. Um, but uh, I ran into, I had looked at it before, and I ran into it there. Um, and we're going to be doing some interesting things, some uh, vegetarian options with jackfruit. 
So into like the tacos and different items there too. Um, so when we last spoke, yeah. you were in the middle of the renovation. So let's talk I about still that. I am in the middle of So, so how, how are we doing? What, what's so, our next step? So, and when are we going to open up, you think? So I, I, I'm in the middle of the renovations, just like with everything else right now. You know, contractors getting them in. You know, they're telling me December, January. So I basically wiped out my garage and threw all my tools in the truck. And uh, I'm doing the rentals. Um, so we are pretty pretty close to the front of the house. We're still looking at into uh, kitchen. Is not a whole lot that needs to be done. That's pretty much set up, um, fortunately. How many uh, beer taps are you going to keep? Um, we are looking anywhere between 10 and 12. So we're going to have three different stations in the bar. There's going to be three different bartenders. That, um, mm -hmm. So each bartender is going to have their dedicated lines. That way we can try to keep flow moving in the bar area. Um, and we're looking, I'm still pushing to try to, you know, if we can do a soft opening before the end of the year. Ooh. And maybe I'm going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe do a New Year's bash for everybody, you know. And, All right. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You know, so uh, that, that's what we're hoping for, and that's what we're moving for. I remember um, when we helped you open up. Uh, El Mariachi in Zion's Crossroads and uh, it was funny I was thinking of you and, and Stephen on Saturday um, we, we watched our granddaughter over on Saturday and we did our swap at um, uh, Zion's Crossroads uh -huh. and you know it was in late in the evening whatever but I drove by your, your restaurant and it was slammed they stay slammed on the weekends. So, so talk about that. Talk about why, why you think that was so successful out there. You know, Because everybody Cross was questioning our, us yeah. doing this. Yeah. Uh, Zion's Crossroads, uh, you know, it's growing. It's been growing. And, and there's that need as well. You know, you got people traveling into Charlottesville from Zion's Crossroads. People driving into, Char into Zion's Crossroads for a certain time. I mean, the distribution center's there. Um, there's other... Uh, there's the lumber yard back there, and there's multiple things. hotels opening up. Hotels the new opening one. up. There's a new hotel opening up right across the street from us. Mm -hmm. um, so it was something we had set, especially my father. He had set his eyes on it for a long time, uh, and it's just the need out there for a full service restaurant. I think is the biggest thing. They're, they're still pushing, you know, fast food out there. I think I, I've seen the Chick Fil A. Food trailer out at the Lowe's parking lot out there. Did you see that also? It's funny. I the same time that we were working on doing El Mariachi out there, I reached out to to Chick Fil A because uh, there was a parcel nearby there that I was helping somebody uh, sell, and they they just didn't see the numbers. It's interesting that they got. A food I think they're doing their investigation. Yeah. I think they're putting in. I, I looked into Chick Fil A for a while, um, and they do about. A, two to three year investigation in the area and I think that's what they're doing now they've had the food they've had the food trailer out there every day I think at the Lowe's parking lot I did not right know now. that um, so but no I mean they, they're it's busy out there uh, you know you get a lot of people on the weekend that are not no longer coming into town so they're just staying out there it was and the holidays are horrible out there because it was eight it was eight o'clock at night on a Saturday and yeah. I needed to fuel up Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sheets and I couldn't find a spot 
and uh, that was, you know, it, it, so I'm very happy for you guys. You know, I, I think you're working your tails off down there, but uh, congratulations sure. on doing Thank it. What you. is this, year number three? Yeah, this year number three. Wow, look we at just that. turned into year number three. <clears throat> so we're going to move over to Thanksgiving a little bit, and, and when Jerry gets here, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about this craziness that I'm looking at here in the real estate market at, at the moment. But so what is a traditional Thanksgiving meal or setup in in your house mine is very different i'm curious yeah you know ours is not it's more non-traditional okay <laughs> got it got um it. we didn't start with uh thanksgiving until we got here to virginia really you know, honestly uh you know in california we just it was christmas and that was about it you know um over here you know with uh, you know the, the change of environment and everybody you know Charlottesville is a little bit more close i guess together as opposed to california that's when we're like okay well so we we're gonna celebrate thanksgiving but i mean to us i think we've done turkey once really so what so what is it what what do you (laughs) normally have i mean we go you go from having tamales to have you know our first years that we did it it was just like okay it's a day off Everybody family get something. together, but that's kind of a family but thing. Everybody get together and cook something. But you, that's like a Sunday for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's really it is with my family, it, right? It, 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 yeah, I mean, it used to be what Sundays used to be for us. You know, so, now we're so busy that you know. <laughs> so your but, family here, when you get together on a on a fam, on a Sunday get together, how many people is it? Um, it used to be more. Everybody's busy now with the restaurants. Oh. So before, I mean. Holidays, yeah. Holidays, yeah. it used to be uh, above 50 people at the house. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's what it used to be. And it used to be a carry. I mean, you started for Thanksgiving, you started in the morning, and you were done like at 2 a.m., you know. <clears throat> and then the next morning, you're reheating before everybody goes oh, out yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. So, in Christmas, let's not even start there. That, that, that's the whole Christmas. Well, that's a couple of days, right? So do you yeah. celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. There you go. Into Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do the whole stay up till midnight and then presents, and now we've kind of changed <clears throat> a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is now it's kind of short and sweet because it's just like we know the next day we have to go to work. That's right. You, you only get one day off. You only get one day, so it's kind of like sleep in, make something to eat. Now – We've downsized a little bit, especially after COVID. And, you know, kind of everybody starts kind of doing their own thing as well. So, you know, extended family. So now it's just us, you know, my brothers and our family members there. So but that's big enough as it is. That's, it is. that's 25 people, I bet Probably, you. Yeah, pretty close to it. <laughs> so I have 13 nieces and nephews, plus I'm the oldest of five, right? So we have significant others and all this kind of great stuff. So our normal just get together on a Sunday, we used to do it every Sunday. Now we do it once a month because the same thing, everybody's busy, everybody's yeah. got different lives, but we're 2025. 20, that's on a light Sunday. And we rotate it from house to house because we're blessed. Everybody, everybody's around us uh, to go ahead and, and, and do that. But we, we, uh, our our because half I'm half Irish and half Italian. Okay. So we have lasagna every 
Thanksgiving. So we have a, you know either fried turkey and baked turkey, mm-hmm. and then we have lasagna. So there's usually a split in half. There's the, <laughs> the Italian side that, that has this Italian setup, which is usually like a lasagna you know, uh, set up on it. And then on Thanksgiving, it's the traditional, whatever, you know, turkey and, turkey and, stuffing and all and that all stuffing right, and all that, that fill, <clears throat> filling in. Yeah, we don't, like I said, we've had turkey maybe once. And I don't think it got eaten. <laughs> Pretty hard to put that in a taco, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got so many other things, the salsas, uh, you know, the carnitas, tamales, and it's just like, you look at the turkey, and you're like, yeah, I might get a piece later on. So, I moved here in 87, you came here in 88. 88. Yep. So, what what do you really love about this area? I know this is, businesses here in Formia, but, you know, we Jerry and I have been talking about this forever, you know, there's people coming to the area, they've always been coming to the area, you know, the area median income is pretty high, it's $123,000, <clears> we maybe get into that a little yeah. bit later uh, today, but <clears throat> on the show, but, you know, what what is it that, that you love most about this area that makes you want to stay here? And let's face it, you've invested your whole lives yeah. in two restaurants in here, one out in Science Crossroads and one here uh, on downtown right next to the flats yeah. over there. So what, 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 what's driving you to do that, my friend? You know, first, uh, you know, family drove us here because of the Guadalajara um, empire that they created here in Charlottesville. And I think it's just the way Charlottesville received us, you know, it's, I'll talk as about far that. as business-wise. You know, it was very, it, it was hard. Um, and as far as coming from California and, you know, Charlottesville wasn't that, I, I would say it was diverse, but it wasn't ready for some of the diversity that was coming in. You know, I had a, I had a German ESOL teacher teaching me English. English. Let me get this straight. <laughs> You had a German. It wasn't my wife, was it? No. <laughs> okay, yeah. You had a, a German-speaking person yeah. trying to teach you how to speak English. English. Yeah. That's... Is that person around still? Maybe she can help me, or he can help me. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hein, Hein. Oh yeah, you don't. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, you know, school system was rough on me. I, I learned. Uh, I had to learn English very quickly because California, I went to Spanish-speaking school. So how old were you when you moved here? Twelve. So uh, it was was a tough task. And then, you know, we didn't know the area as well. So we moved, some of the areas we moved into weren't the nicest either uh, for the first couple of years until, you know, we could establish here in Charlottesville. But... It's one of those places, it, it's odd because you can't really explain Charlottesville. It's like you come here That's and you, you, can't, say that. you can't, you can't leave, you don't, you want to leave. But you can't. You can't and you don't and then if you do end up leaving, you end up coming back. It's funny, uh, we, we do a fair amount of traveling, uh, yeah. Yona and I, and when you tell people where you're from, and they ask you to explain Charlotte, everybody's heard about Charlottesville, but you try to explain it, it's a very difficult thing to, to explain. It, it, it is difficult. It so, is very difficult. So, so how, how do you explain it? I just told you I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 there's so many... Well, we got to. 
we got the, we, you know, we, 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 we got, there's so many things, you know, with the university and the small town vibe, you know, and then you have, now you have all these breweries and, um, vineyards and there, it seems like there's always something that you can do. Um, you know, me and my wife, we've looked at, uh, when we go to like larger cities like Richmond, DC and. You know, now that I went to L.A., L.A. was just like a thing. You know, I showed up and it was like, like I told my wife, I was driving around. I was like, I don't know where I'm going, but I don't feel like I'm lost. It, there's not you, that thing that, you know, you go places. Sometimes you have the GPS on and you're constantly driving. You're just like, where but am I going? You felt accepted. Yeah. Right. But you also felt accepted here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean. <laughs> We've, Jerry and I have been talking about this and I love it from your, your perspective on it um so from 2020 until now so year 2020 year 2021 the area medium income was flat but from those two years to now there was a 30 percent increase in the area medium income and you know we're we're, and thank you for doing this you're sponsoring a once a month show that we're going to be focusing on the hispanic uh home buyer and the hispanic community but talk about it from your perspective that jump up from your community's perspective from that jump up how is that impacting the folks in 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 your community you know it uh, it it's impacting in a way i think that uh they're having to adjust but the in in the community in the latino community i feel like they they have always struggled and knowing how to survive. Yeah. So, and especially with, with housing and how, you know, a lot of families live together, you know. And I think it's it has affected them, but not as much as it has other people, where they're not used to um, collaborating with each other and making things function. So yeah. so historically, historically. That's, that, that's what would happen. Yeah. Folks would team up together. Yeah, I, mean, I, I remember having conversations with my Italian side mm-hmm. of the family. That's what they did when they first came to this country. Yeah. Um, well, when we started with quads, I mean, we would. it was our family, and we had about four other people living with us. So if there's a change where, you know, if there was a change in uh, money, they could adjust because there's extra people at home. Let's welcome the man, the myth, the legend. Absolutely. It's good to see you, gentlemen. Good morning. I was, uh, I apologize to everyone that's watching the uh, program right now. I had a board meeting today that ran long. Um, well, that never happens. It's great to, uh, it's great to be with you guys. Johnny, it's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah. Same, uh, Keith, with you. Yeah, yeah, same here, my friend. Uh, I hope, I hope we did a decent enough job to kind of keep <laughs> the, keep the conversation going, uh, but we were, we kind of kicked it off on on welcoming Johnny and talking a little bit about uh, his restaurants and some some family traditions. And then I was trying to dive into some data because uh, this is the first time I've ever seen in the last seven days only 25 homes come on the market. Yeah, limited inventory right now. We're seeing that the days, uh, days on market are getting longer, but I would imagine we're celebrating uh, Mexicale. We are. Uh, and the progress that you're making on uh, the old world of beer location. I know that uh, I've been talking uh, about your restaurant with uh, our friends and our family and our platform and following, and Johnny, the chatter's been so positive. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, walking around, I've got a bunch of friends asking already. It's like, when's it, when's it? I've, we even talked to a few bartenders in Cali. They might uh, 
stop by at some point. What's the grand opening? I'm sure Keith well, asked oh, you. Oh, we, we already went through this. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're hoping to do a soft opening maybe last week of December. Fantastic. Yeah. Good so for you. That's where we're, we're plugging along. Will we Plug- be invited? Do you need an invite? <laughs> yeah, do you need an invite? <laughs> no, I've never needed an invite before. Just showed up. I, I remember... I remember Jerry and I attending the El Mariachi grand opening, and, and Jerry and I sat outside for a cocktail. And I was up until that point, I was a little nervous, right? <laughs> I must you admit, were nervous. I was a little yeah. nervous, right? Because this was cutting. It was cutting edge, you know, for Zion's Crossroad because there was not not a sit down meal up there. And I thank you for believing in me to to help you through the through the process. But um, after my first margarita, I looked around and went. Whew, <laughs> we got you just needed the margarita in you. I needed the margarita in How's labor? Is labor getting any easier out there, Johnny? No. I'm doing all the labor at Mexicali. So that's, that's we were just discussing that, you know, getting contractors in. Is well, just, I meant for the restaurant, staffing. Uh, staffing, I think we might be okay. It's, uh, you know, there's people that, you know, when there's something new and there's, well, you, know, there. uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm very uh, honored to have uh, River along with me. He's, uh, we were up at Cali. I got to know a little bit more about him and uh you know he he has a uh his following as well so i we, think we we'll gotta be... bring him on but we're gonna have to have a little, <laughs> little talk with him before. <laughs> how's river doing he's doing good yeah. he's doing really well um you know he was like a, like i was telling him we we went around like i was telling keith we went around looking at a lot of him's uh, okay him's okay a lot of uh, artwork, street uh-huh. artwork, and in California. And in California, that's yeah. awesome. Walking around, a lot of different uh, bars that were uh, unique, and we're trying to drag that some into Mexicali. Nice. Trying to bring that vibe in. So we're keeping the stage. Yes, so we're keeping both stages. Both, both stages. stages. Outside and indoor, indoor. So talk about that. What's the game plan for that? You know, we're we're. I mean, we're trying to have. Uh, you know, like we said, we're trying to do a lot of local stuff. So if we can get a lot of local music coming in, I'm not going to be picky. You know, if we can get a Keith over here some karaoke, man. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Keith doing karaoke. That sounds no, awesome. No, 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 no. Get a no, couple. No. Of, Couple no, shots no, of mezcal no. and him. You, and, and you know that we should retune our bet to have it that whoever loses it, the one that we made the other day, has to show up and and uh, play a little, uh, sing a little karaoke. Trust me, nobody ever wants to see. You know, we want your business to be successful, Johnny. You don't want Smith singing um, there. No, but yeah, I mean, we want to keep uh, you know some local musicians in the area. Um, you know, get them moving along. We know that after COVID, that's been a hard plug-in for a lot of them, but, you know, get some uh, exposure as well for but, us there. But, and you don't have that at El Mariachi, right? No, we don't. Yeah. And it's kind of not set up, you know, with the sections there at El Mariachi, it's kind of hard. Mexicali, it's a lot o- more open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have uh, the, the space is open, and then also we have the large doors, the accordion doors from the that connect the patio to the to the dining area as well. So uh, that's like I think, that's like eighteen hundred square feet of patio, right? Eighteen hundred square feet in patio, and then another eighteen hundred square feet in, inside. In, inside. Um, so you know, we're planning on doing some, uh, you know, maybe once a month events for the community in the patio. You know, bringing in some of these uh, local businesses that want to come out and you know sh- showcase their product as well there in the patio and have some music, have a little 
little mini market or something there in the patio. So I'm going to change gears a little bit on you. Um, how can I, from your perspective, how can I, as a real estate professional, best help your community buy a home? That's a tough one. That, that is a very tough one because the first thing is getting in the door. That's the biggest thing. And, and, and I think it starts with uh, educating the, the Latino community. Um, you know, some of these, we try to educate to a certain point, but there's some things that don't quite trust. sink in trust. and trust. You know, the whole setting, you know, when we, me and my wife first bought our home, um, we went through, uh, what was uh, Piedmont Housing? Yeah, Piedmont Housing Alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sat down and, you know, walking out of there with your head down because they're telling you you're not ready for it because we weren't educated on it. How, how, how did that, I'm part of that. How did that process go? Did you walk away feeling like you had a path or, or not? We did walk away feeling we had a path, but it was just uh, disappointing that, you know, you, you, you work hard to get something and then you realize you're not even there yet you know you, you know it took us about a year to try to okay we need to change these things around and then we can come back and revisit the situation so the educational part of it is i think the big key in in trying to help the latino community so i'm looking at a report from 2022 the end of 2022 that Hispanic ownership rose to a rate of 48.86%. So you, the Hispanic purchaser um, is the, and, and it's interesting, if you read the article, it talks about how it navigates the affordability mm-hmm. um, uh, crisis that we're doing in, at, at, the, at the moment. And a lot of it has to do with folks living together, pulling up their money, yeah. but maybe not understanding 100% what's available to them you know, as far as options go. So how can we best communicate? I, I think it, 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 what it brings down to, I think it's just going to, you know, some of these communities and some of these events that, uh, you know, I went to, uh, I got my other uh, COVID shot the other day, and I went down to um, Southwood. And oh, they the were trailer. doing their community clinic there um and and i think it's tag teaming maybe with some of those events that that they're doing to be able to talk to them and converse with them and you know maybe not jump in and say hey do you want to buy a house of course hey are you interested in and we can try to navigate you the 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 hard thing sometimes though with with latinos is you can say that but then getting their Trust their trust to trust you that you're not trying to snag them into something else. So you know it's very interesting because that's very similar. The similar topic we're talking about is very similar with first-time home buyers, pretty much across the board. I can see where the Hispanic uh, buyer is definitively more cautious, for lack of a better term. But really, you know, in my line of work, if you first time I'm meeting you. And if I start talking about buying a house, then I'm not doing my job, right? I need to start discussing, you know, what's in your life, right? The who, what, when, and where, and build a relationship 
with you and, and a trust in you. I mean, it's kind of like what we've done, right? Yeah. Uh, o- over time. But, you know, let's fate. Yeah, and I think some of the, you know, uh, a lot of people fear, you know, I've got a lot of uh, employees and everything that don't have bank accounts. Wow. Because they don't trust, trust you know. And, and they listen, the thing with the Latino community, too, a lot of times they listen to what's happening around and don't get the correct information about why it's happening. And then it's just like, you know what, I'll just stay away from that. I'll leave it alone. And I've got, you know, I've tried to help some of my employees to, you know, get an account, get a credit card, and get started. And it takes a while. Even though, you know, I've worked with some of these employees five-plus years, even then it takes a while for them to kind of, okay, this is what I need to do. So what, this what, is the path that I need to go into. And thank you for being here and thank you for doing this because this is something that I've been trying to figure out what to do and how to help. And I've, we've got these skills, but yep. I don't know how to translate it from here to help your community. Would something like a, I don't want to call it a first-time home buyer, but with some sort of seminar in some location, would people show up to that? You know, if, you know honestly, I think uh, you need to start hitting the church. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, let's just don't start. stand next to me, though. The lightning bolt might hit me. That's a great idea, Johnny. You know, churches, uh, you know, because a lot of the community on the weekends, that's where they're at. And the trust is already there, in a way. So, so getting to know people there like and it. getting to be a part of their events, that would be a way to create this little form just to say, hey, if you're ever looking to purchase a house, this is kind of what you need. This so is- I, I think the Hispanic community gets it. When you're almost at 50% of, of home, homeowners rate that rise on, they understand the value of ownership. They just don't have the path. They don't have a path, and and I would be interested to know how many, what percentage of that is uh, owner lending, seller finance. Yeah, because That's I've a got a lot question. of family members here, cousins and stuff like that, and I asked Virgil last time how what the path would be, but I think it was more a question for Ricardo um, was how how to get them away from that because the, the seller finance, you know. I, well, I honestly just, don't know how that functions. Sounds interesting, but it's also easier. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's easier. we can surely talk about that. Uh, Jerry's done enough of them. I've done done enough of them on that end of it. But it's probably back to this trust thing, right? Because more than likely, the ones that they're doing in seller financing is probably other folks within their community. It, you know, the Latino community is a little weird, and I, I'll, I'll say that, and I'll probably catch heat for it. But if if you came to me. And offered me a house, I would probably get it from you than from the bank. Explain that. Because the trust. The trust. Yeah. yeah. The trust. The trust. I mean, especially from from uh, you know the banks in Mexico, Salvador, Honduras, and all that. You know, you go to a bank there, and it's just like you know, there's only one person walking in the door. It's only a person that's going to do the the operation that they're going to do, whether it's cash, check, deposit, pay a bill or whatever. So it's very strict. And, you know, I've said it before, even, even immigration, I said it before, I went to take my mother-in-law. They wouldn't let me in the door. You know, and as soon as they, she got in the door, basically they already told her, hey, these documents are false. 
you're denied, you're gone. That's the same way banks operate down there. Yeah. It's not just to. there. It's also in Europe because we've, Yona and I have bought and sold a lot of property mm -hmm. in Europe for her family. It's very similar to the same thing. It's, it's mostly cash. It's controlled by the banks. There isn't a traditional, like we have here, real mm -hmm. estate end of it. Um, we, we go down to uh, St. Martin a couple of times a year. Half the island is Dutch, which functions as the same as the United States. Same type of banking system. On the French side, it's very similar. When you talk to the local uh, French Creoles, the local French folks over there, they don't go to banks for that. They either directly connect with the seller. Correct. Uh, getting title over there is a little bit complicated. Uh, but that's interesting. But yeah, so, so I mean, I don't know, from a seller finance, it's probably less paperwork, less things involved. And also, like, a, they're not used to that process. If they're not getting checking accounts, so they're not used to a banking process here in the U.S. You know, well, it, it, the, we're used to what, you know, is used to, in, like, in Mexico or whatever, how you do those procedures. But here, if they've never navigated in there, they don't have that trust with the banks. So, like, if somebody... You know, just pops in. I, I think uh, I went to a restaurant the other day, and they asked me if I knew anybody looking to buy houses because they're, you know, they're out in Rutgersville area, and they're like, yeah, well, we've got houses if you know anybody. So it's like at a restaurant, you're yeah. able to buy a house. Wow. You know, through seller Because finance. it's a trust thing. Because it's, it's a trust thing. So, so a quick little education on the seller financing. Um, the, 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 the struggle with that is there's not a, typically a lot of them because the seller has to more than likely own it outright. Mm -hmm. or have it sounds a like you're talking about they do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the path on that is actually pretty simple. On that end of it, it's, it's one, you have to get together with somebody really good like Bill Tucker, one of our fine sponsors of the show. On that end of it, they create, or a real estate agent, we kind of walk you through the process on it. Uh, we create loan documents that generally is a substantial down payment. The interest rate's generally a little bit higher than what's out on, you can get on the open market. Yeah. Not always, but typically. Not always. Not always. Yeah. Um, it's typically a little higher on that end of it. It's typically a little shorter. Right, it's not a thirty-year mortgage, and that's the other thing. And I don't know about Mexico, but I know we're in Europe. Ten, you know, thirty-year mortgages are—they don't exist. Okay. They're generally ten-year or fifteen-year on on the on the uh, on the lease side. They're now talking about forty-year stuff here, I which is bananas. insane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too sure in Mexico what the well, the it's generally are, much but, much shorter. But that was, on, yeah. on that stuff. What did you uh, this process? How does it compare to uh, mariachi or Guadalajara? You opening uh, Mexicali. Have you learned so much from these other openings? You know, you do. You take in a lot of uh, information. Yeah. You know, uh, Guadalajara, I saw it through a teenager's perspective. You know, I just basically saw my parents working their butts off trying to get these places open. Um, especially more, I, I recall more Greenbrier when we opened it because I was more hands-on on that one at the time. Um, and then Mariachi, that was just kind of a compilation of my brother and I of what we had um, learned, you know, what we had taken in. Um, it was still different. It was still hard. But uh, I, I feel like uh, Mexicali, it's still hard. It's more physical hard than, <laughs> than mental, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit easier. It's still the same stress level, though. It's still the same worry. If You know, you always worry about new businesses. 
about how they're going to do. But you kind of just have to throw that in the back burner and not let and that ride you over. Yep. You guys are going to do great in that yeah, he's spot. He's going to crush it. He's going to crush it. I mean, you've got. Uh, I mean, I got. We're since we did the uh, since we put the story together on I Love Seville. He and I have probably had 50, 60 people alone just sending us DMs and asking what's going on. Um, and I'd be like, they're going to open soon. I mean, they're putting things together. I mean, that's minimum. And I'm sure you've gotten the feedback. Since yeah, I've gotten feedback here in town, especially. Yeah. Especially, I, I don't know why, but this week. Yeah. Like after great. I came back from California. Well, it's because it was just, it's because yeah. we send the the story yeah. we do. We publish, we take... Oh, yeah, the last, I've seen it. Yeah, the last 20 stories we do, we constantly put in a publication circle. Yeah. So it stays live for 30 days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, plus they know it's you. Yeah, It's I, amazing, Johnny. We wish you the uh, best of luck, man. Well, thank you. I think he's going to crush it. So we're back on Thanksgiving. I'm going to, because I'm, I'm now <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure out this, this, this Ornalis Thanksgiving meal. So turkey's not so much hot. Turkey's hot, not hot. Not turkey's hot. Not on hot. It. So yeah, so talk about what what does the spread look like? You know, my dad is very uh, faithful to doing some ribs. So Ooh. he usually does more of a spice rib. Smoke type. them or no? Just in the uh, on the grill, covers them up and uh, grills them up, and um, you know then you have your salsas and your tortillas and your. Uh, you know, we do have now with the younger kids, we do have our mac and cheese. Yeah, American mashed potatoes. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of as far as, you know, chicken tenders for the ones that don't eat, you know, especially like my youngest daughter. That's all she eats is chicken tenders. So. so your parents, right? How do they, and it's funny you should say that you brought up this Americanized. So when we have conversations with my family that came from Italy or from, from Ireland, looking at our kids and our grandkids, um, you know, the Americanization mm-hmm. of it, how does that conversation go? Are they happy about it? Are they not? No, I mean, after, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't so much a, a huge change. I guess it's been a slow change over the years, you know, for my parents. So, you know, being here... You know, working in Charlottesville, and then I kind of didn't really pick up a lot of on the uh, Americanized vibe because I grew up in California, and they, I grew up with them, I guess, used to their struggles and where they were working because they worked in farms and agriculture um, areas doing uh, pecans, almonds, and all that, bell peppers and all that. So, uh, but with my younger brothers, it kind of started to sink in a little bit. You know, they were kind of, my, my youngest brother was uh, two years old, I think, when we moved here. Steven. So. Uh, Hold Steven. Steve is, you're going to put me on a hot spot now. Oh, no, 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 He's 36. Okay. 36, yeah. Um, so they kind of. You know, we kept our culture pretty strong. So they kind of mellowed into it. And now, of course, our kids, we're still kind of trying to hold it strong. We don't stress out too much on it. But you do get more of the American kind of... That's the reason I bring that up is Yona is, is, is a naturalized citizen. And believe me, I... 
it took us almost 20 years for her to get become a naturalized oh, yeah. citizen. It, it was it's a folks who've never gone through that do not understand oh, how difficult how difficult th- that is. But it was very important to Yona and I that that the kids never lost their Austrian. Mm-hmm. Heritage and and so much so they speak German and we used to send them back there to go ahead and and and, and spend time with the family and there's certain traditions we're talking about it and it's a Christmas tradition and 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 we'll just get this out and Lenny freaks out my father freaks out pop pop so in Europe Germanic countries they put actual candles on trees oh. Yeah, that's bananas. That sounds like a fire waiting to happen. And and this is a thing, and and it happens. And the funny thing is, our oldest daughter, our youngest daughter, are following that tradition. Uh, We we're all going to have uh, you know fire extinguishers and all that stuff. But um, Johnny, you know, I just wanted to kind of get Jerry and I is going to wrap up the second half of the show. I just wanted to kind of bring you in and thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for what you're sponsoring the show, and also thank you for helping your community. Um, this whole church thing really got me spin, my head spinning, and I think I think I think what I'd like to do is offline. If you can go ahead and give me a list of churches, we'll bring yeah. Ricardo in there because they surely don't want to hear from hear from me. Maybe they do. Yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Robert Mosby giving you props. Johan Torres, Ellie Lopez, Troy Robertson, Juan Sarmiento says he can't wait for you to open. I mean, so many comments on the feed about this. Johnny, you are beloved in this community. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, I, I love the community, too. Um, Juan says, tell Johnny, thank you for, uh, for bringing Latino owners to the forefront of Charlottesville. Troy Robinson, who's in the food game, says Seville is five different ecosystems, yep. is what he says right there. Five different ecosystems. Yeah, I like that. Troy, we got to get you on the show one day. Johnny, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny Ronales, guys. guys. We're going to talk about the fact that we got no houses to buy. That's good. (laughs) Mexicali. We cannot wait for Mexicali to open, guys, in the old world of beer location. Judah, if you go to the studio camera and then a two-shot, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, Keith Smith, inventory even tighter, my friend. It is even tight. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just did some quick, quick math. I, I'm sorry, but I've, I've got this whole church thing running through my head because I really want to figure out how we can help that help the Latino or the, or the Hispanic community. We are. I just looked at this same week last year. We're 30 percent off. Last last week we had 60. Hold on a second here. I'll find 64 houses that came on the market. We've got 25 that are on now. So look, I I think I think the market. The market is in this timeout phase. I will tell you, though, Jerry, my phone's been ringing off the hook. So our activity of buyers being interested in finding out the market and what's going on in the market is upticked. I don't know if any other real estate agents that are watching out there are seeing that, but we're upticking big time. Having, thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Um, so, you know, that, that's... Uh, that's unique. That's something we haven't seen in the last couple of weeks. And the conversation's generally wrapped around, is this a good time to buy? So I, I, I don't know what that is. I think maybe it's this fact that the mortgage rate's been stabilized a little bit. It hasn't jumped up. It hasn't gone down much over the last few days that it did uh, about this time last week. So, we, you know, 
I, I, this seems to be a pent up demand of buyers, but when I'm looking at 25 houses coming on, you know, this inventory is just getting worse and worse. So t- more buyers, less homes. Considerably more buyers, considerably less homes on it. You know, we, we were looking at numbers from 2020 to now that were about 63% down in volume. I'll bet you when we run when we run the end of November's numbers, I think that percentage is going to be higher when we add this extra month. I, I, I've been looking at this religiously for three years. I don't ever see 20, I've never seen 25 homes come on the market. Maybe somebody on there can, can chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen in the last seven days that, that low. Do you expect more, uh, more after Christmas, though? Maybe it's the holiday lag right there. Uh, so, so, you know, and that's li- literally since a week. We've been talking to 12 new buyers. Wow. And it's the same thing. Very, very diverse buyer profile. Okay. Right. First time homers? Well, it's the two markets we've been talking about for a while. Uh-huh. It's me. Yep. Ancient. Okay. You know, 122 years old. Yep. And Z and, and, and millennials. The Zs are coming in in a strong, strong way uh, on it. But uh, it, it, and to the conversation we've had with, with Johnny, and I'm so thankful that, that he spent the first part of the show with me and, and helped, me, uh, helped me move the show along. So thank you to Johnny. Um, but uh, you're seeing the multi-generational conversation increase. So it's interesting. The millennial buyers that we're talking about, it's pretty much split down the middle. About twelve. It's about a, it's about a dozen. Half are boomers and half are let's say Gen Zs and millennials. Both of them are always also having the same conversation about okay, what does it look like if we ask mom and dad to move in with us, right. or what does it look like if we ask the millennials to move into it? And I think it's it, the conversation is generally not about money; it's about availability. Well, hold it. So if we're going to do that, the product that's available, the homes that are available are even less meeting that criteria, right? So if we're looking for homes that either have an apartment in it, right, because generally these are adults, I mean adult children and and then boomers, of course, Um, they're looking for their own space, they're looking for their own whatever. So if you take a look at the 25 that came on the market, which I haven't, I, I can assure you there's probably less than a handful that meet that criteria. So this is, this is just going to be a lot of education. Um, the conversations we're having with these 12 buyers are, you know, look, from my perspective, if you can find the right house, let's buy it, right? But finding the right house that meets the six criteria we talk about all the time takes yeah, a Maybe that's the problem is the punch list needs to be potentially whittled down a little bit. Punch list. Look at that. Uh, yeah. So like that's checklist. well. So it's it's you're 100 percent right. So the the buyers. So every one of these 12 that we've had that that reached out to us over the last seven days on it again want all the same thing. They don't want. They want the condition to be perfect. So what they're telling me is, I want the right location, I want the right price, I want the right features, and I want the right condition. And as far as timing goes, I'm willing to wait for it. Okay, if you're going to wait for it, that's not a problem. More buyers are going to come in the market as more inventory comes in the market. 
um, plus uh, the price is going to go up because we're, we're going to see an acceleration in, in price. We may not see double digits, but we're sure as heck going to see increase in, in price on, on it. So the, <clears throat> the, the, the thing is, is should we wait? But every one of them want to move in something, at least the ones that we have, don't want to do any work. Oof. Well, think about it. I'm oh, paying, no, I totally understand. I'm, I'm paying saying, premium dollar. That may not exist. So this is a matter of relationships, right? ABC, always being communication. Yeah. That's why the buyer's agent is so important about communicating and working, working the buyer through their expectation list. And you have to help them guide through it. Again, this is what and my brain is turning about our conversation with Johnny because I'm really trying to figure out how I can best help the Hispanic buyer problem is I don't speak Spanish, but help the, the, the Hispanic buyer because it's yep. a matter of education right. and helping them understand it's okay, right? It's okay to trust the system. Uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We talk about this on the show all the time. We lost everything had from 2008 to 2010, right? Um, I don't keep a lot of money in the bank. Because guess what they did when things went bad? They took everything out of our accounts. So I get that understanding of it. We keep our money tied up in different places. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know a guy? I know a guy. It's on your mattress, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you hope not. Yeah, yeah, well, if it is, it ain't there. How <laughs> you hope not. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, 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 can, I can have this conversation about that. I've also lived under communism where I understand what it's like for for, for these entities to have this control o- over you, but it's okay to trust the system. They don't have a lot of reason to trust it. They've been kind of kicked around quite a bit, so I appreciate that. Uh, but I want to figure out a way that I can truly help and give back. And this church thing is a is a is a great freaking idea. So thank you, Johnny, for for that. I just I just. Uh, you might not want to stand next to me when the lightning bolts start. start. <laughs> well, no, you should go. Oh, come on. <laughs> start you, should, you should go to the church. I don't know. It's, it's mostly Catholic, and I'm Catholic, and I can't tell you the last time I went to confession. So, <laughs> uh, Woody Fitchum, hello. Hey, Woody. Um, Gary Palmer, hello. Vanessa Parkhill, James Watson, Kevin Higgins, Jamie Turner, Lisa Costello, hello. Welcome to the show. Georgia Gilmer, Ray Cadell. Uh, Johnny, Betsy, great to see you. Trevor Knight, Johnny, hello. For Nelson, in, John Neal, Jesse Rutherford, Mr. DL, Patty Rowe, welcome to the broadcast. Seth Liskey, great to see you this morning. Liza, Tyler, welcome to the broadcast. Um, 30% off week the same week. That's just, that's just my, blowing my mind. Give them the stat again. So we've last seven days in our car footprint, only 25 homes came on the market. Same, the same uh, week last year because I – learned how to figure this thing out is, hold on a second, let me make sure I get the right number in my trusty cards. Trusty cards was, hold on, Smith, 67. So we went from 67, sorry, I apologize, 64. 64 to 25, which according to my trusty spreadsheet that I've got here on the computer is a 30% difference. And you still think it's a good time to list right now? I, I do, I do. Uh, but... Or and, can't use the word but. Oh, by the way, Miss 
Yona, excuse me, Yvonne Weidel has taken a real estate exam this morning. Oh, fantastic. So Good we, need, we, need to keep our, we need to keep our His fingers crossed. His daughter's getting in the game. She's taken her state exam today. So anybody out there, please get some good vibes and, pre- and, and wish her luck because uh, she's going to be a good one. Uh, but it's, it's, it's got to be in the right. Right now, lo- location always matters. Micro location really matters right now. Price always matters. The right price really matters right now. And the features and conditions got to be right. So if you're, if you're hitting those three, there are buyers out there. I just had 12 of them. If there was the right house that met all their criteria, they would put they would put contracts in it. But or and they're just waiting for something else to happen. And the conversation that we have to have, Jerry, with them to navigate them. Okay, we're at the right location. We're at the right price. We're at the right features. But let's talk about the conditions. Okay, so is it a paint job? Right or yeah. or is it or is it a new HVAC? Is it something that we have the skills and the tools to help you through that, or is it a full kitchen reno? Is it is it something else that has to be done to help the house? And I can see how at this point that would scare somebody. So we have to help navigate the conversation and help them move through through the process and say, okay, you know we. Look, if anything, we're very honest and direct, right? So if we don't do this now, that is cool, right? We get it. We understand it. I think if you buy this house now, there's maybe $25,000 worth of work, right? Because I'm in the business. I can pretty much ballpark something pretty close right now. If you wait six months, is it going to cost you $25,000 more? And oh, by the way, you might still have to put because the product is probably not going to increase, the type of product is probably not going to increase from now. So if you're ready to do it, it's always a good time. This one's a a very good question here. Um, Thomas Baker watching the program, and he says, for Keith, why are the homes that are on the market right now just not moving? Uh, We all check out Zillow and the various real estate apps, and it's clear the inventory is not selling. Yeah, so... Basically saying there's buyers. Why aren't they selling? Yeah, buying. Why aren't they buying? Yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, I think I'm trying to explain it. I think that much like the conversation we had with Johnny, they're just a little extra level of fright. They're a little afraid to do anything right now. And they're also waiting for something to happen, which they don't know what it is. Right? But you're 100% right. I think right – and if the interest rate drops a little bit further – I think you're going to see people really coming into the market beginning of of next year, you know, definitely in January. I think the spring market, as far as activity goes, is going to be in January. So, look, if you're in the market, you can afford it and it checks all the right boxes, man, now's the time to do it, particularly in new construction, by the way. We were looking at uh, – we have a, a buyer – that were working together for some a new construction in Richmond. And they're offering a, a 5.5 30-year fixed rate. It's a 2-1 buy-down, right? So it's not, it's not 5.5 for 30 years, but it's 5.5 for two years, and then it jumps up to 6.5 in year three in it. So you got about three years of discounted rate before you're seven and a quarter or seven and a half, whatever you are right now, 
kicks in. Um, so we, we've got new construction buyers that are looking there and also over here. Here's the catch. Got to go into contract before the end of the year. Right. That's, That's a cap. lot of pressure, especially when it's you're a lot of two and a half weeks. It's a holidays. lot of pressure. We got turkey next week. Yeah, two right? weeks for Christmas. Two New weeks Year's for the Christmas. Jewish holiday. So they answer the question more. I mean, Thomas follows by saying this. He goes, "It just seems like nothing is moving right now." That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, now I, we had fifty-nine go pending in the last seven days, so something is moving. Homes are are selling, but they're hitting this right criteria in it. Uh, we had 61 close in the last seven days. But right now, um, you know, look, I, I, I'll, I'll pull up. Um, we, we, can, we can just take, say, Albemarle County and take a look at single-family detached and take a look at, you know, what the average days on market. You know, we're creeping up there to probably into the 20s, right? I'd, I'd imagine. I, I'm going to try to do this in Days talk, on market? Talk at I, the same. I would say it's at 20, if flirting with 20, if not eclipse 20. Well, I'm going to try to uh, do and, the, and And as you get into the more expensive, more uh, the higher price points and closer to jumbo, it's, it's getting longer in the tooth. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you got you got stuff that's in uh, that's surpassed the jumbo market. What's jumbo? 70, 724, 726? Yeah, uh, that, it, that it, is, you know, flirting with a month, month and change. Well, we're going to actually look at that here in a minute. So as you Let's see, are talking, the jumbo threshold, um, that's right, 726, 724, somewhere in that limit. Um, obviously, it's uh, dependent by state. Um, comments are coming in. I see them. I will get to them, guys. Um, we're picking up the pace and tempo for you. I know you guys like when we do that Yep. here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. If you have some questions, Smith, put Smith's them in the a feed. little slow. Um, no, you're not slow. Look at that. Look how close. You need it. a pace setter. Look, look, I need a pace setter. Yeah. I need somebody to pace yeah, Smith. You need a pace setter. It's much like when I when I do a bike ride, right? Yeah. I need a pace setter. Yeah. I need somebody. Well, tip. What I really need is somebody about 20 years younger than me to cut the wind in front of me and to go ahead and, and pull it. I tell you, it was cold this morning. I froze my you know what off this morning. So it's interesting. Uh, single family detached, no new construction, active in um, Altmark County. So this is, every, this is everything that's active, ranging from, from a, a low of 229, which I'd love to know where that is, um, to a high of 4.2 million on it. But the median days on March market are 19. These are active, which I was close. I said about 20. Uh, average is at 38. But if, we, if you go back to a couple of shows, we were showing what the, what the median average is. We had a slide, slide for that. We have to hit about 40, 43 to 48 days on average to kind of get to the average over the last 20 years. And we're only at 20. Here's the deal. 20 to 5 is a huge jump. And that's what everybody's seeing. You know, when something's on the market for 20... That's a 4X jump. That's a 4X jump, right? Now, do the, uh, do the 700 plus days on market. If you, if you, oh, you don't want to see that. $700,000 is the threshold. What's the DOM? So, 700 is the, is the... Yeah, let's just say, let's, let's go with the jumbo market here. Because that's a different loan product. Is it uh, very viewers different? Viewers and listeners watching the program. 726,200. So I was right. 726,200. So there's 200. 11 available. 
There's more than 11 available. And you're saying Almore County only? Almore County only. Okay. I'm dealing with that okay. because otherwise i got to get to a different okay. So we're just dealing with Almore County, single-family detached, right? No new construction. Uh, there's 11 ranging from uh, uh, a low of 850, so there's not even one for 750 available because I put 750 and up. Didn't tweak any acreages and like that. Uh, median is 20. Average is 57. So the average, so so the average across the board was in the 80s. If I remember the slide right, and I'll have to dig one up and and take a look at it here real quick, to make sure I'm doing it. But you you can see stuff 750 and over is getting close. And you're not including new construction in that. Not new construction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's 11. I'll double check it. Make uh, sure. Yeah. Make sure I've done it right. Uh, and, and all active detached Albemarle County. Um, no new construction. There's 11, 11 homes available. This is um, yeah, all active, 11 homes. Okay, yeah. It's, I, I guess there's just a lot of proposed uh, product in the pipe. Oh, there are a lot oh, of paper. Oh, houses. oh, if you add, if you add uh, new construction in it, that, that number jumps up. But I, I typically try to pull that out. Do you think out. it's the folks that are in that price point not uh, realistic on price? I just think... $750,000 jumbo loan at 7.5% is an expensive loan. And typically, that particular buyer... Well, I guess what I'm saying is, why would you list at this time when this is what's happening? Is it it's always gets back to price, right? Well, you know, it only takes one buyer, right? <laughs> and, 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 and I will... I, you know, look, Jerry, I will tell you... Um, uh, we've we've had this conversation with a couple of listers that we're talking to right now. Um, when you sell between now and the beginning of the year, that buyer is is real, ready to go, ready to close, has done their homework, and they are fr- pretty much a rock solid buyer at that particular point. So if you're listing, if you're if you have to list now to sell, again, most people that are selling right now have to sell, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you have to sell getting out on the market on it, I understand that the, the thinking is as well, if we're not going to sell before the end of the year and we're at 1120. Because it's not going to happen before the end of the year now. Uh, a cash deal. Will, a, ca- a cash deal. If I put something on the contract tomorrow. A loan Friday, deal. It's not going to close between not, we, now. No, no. Uh, With the holidays, I think that's a push and a stretch. Well, that's going to be really tight. Well, I'll, I'll, if there's some loan officers watching, I'll bet you any amount of money they'll tell you that they can close it because because appraisals are happening in a week now instead of you're two or three weeks. You're saying a home someone sees right now goes under contract. You're saying you're willing to bet that a loan deal, a non-cash deal can close before the 31st close of business. I think so. But it has to be in the next couple of days. <laughs> that puts us at about a month. Puts us th- yeah, close on Thanksgiving Day. No. Or under contract on Thanksgiving Day. You need, you need to be under contract by the end of this weekend to close. Now, some loan officers will tell you they can do it in two weeks. Some loan officers, they can tell you you can do it in three weeks. That may be the loan officer. Right. Not, now you need to have a conversation. With your home inspector, with your, your appraiser. Home, with the uh, well, the, the the loan officer is probably got. I think appraisers are turning around. Would that be a great question for Woody? But uh, you know, I think appraisers now are turning stuff around a lot faster than they used to. I mean, they're not. They're they're other than Woody Fincham, most of them are not as busy as they are now. Because look, we're we're sixty three percent down in sales in since twenty twenty. 
on it. So I think you could, I mean, if we wrote a deal somewhere between now and Sunday to close before the end of the end of the year, we could do that. New construction definitive, definitively, because they want to make it happen before the end of the end of the year. And they, a lot of people don't know when you use these programs, you have to work with their preferred lender. You have to work with their preferred uh, closing company. A lot this, of folks don't know that. This is a great uh, follow-up question from Laura, who's watching the program. He's, and she says, does Keith expect price cuts on these homes that have been staying on the market for a long period? Or does he expect them just to be pulled off the market and then repositioned in the spring market? Maybe yes, maybe no yes. Uh, the second half is probably more than likely than the first half. They're just right? going to pull them off and then put yeah, them back on. Yeah, so what you would see is... Because I would imagine some listing agreements are getting close to expiration. It, it depends on when you start, right? Yeah. What's yeah. the standard listing agreement? Oh, we usually do it for six months. You it's just a months? standard okay. kind of six months. But it's, it's negotiable, right? It's whatever is working between the, the seller and all that stuff. So here's the deal. If it's vacant, uh-huh. I don't think you're going to see them come off. Right. If it's vacant, you're just going to leave it there, right? And let it get long in the tooth. There's little tricks on, on the trade. You can take it off the market and redo it. But and Zillow and the uh, they pick it up. The Zillow and Realtor apps don't reset the DOF. They don't. But look, and that's what people are checking. Yeah. Most, I know that happens with the MLS, but most, most folks are using Zillow. That well, does if not you look at the, the if DOF. you look at the MLS, right, it has total, total and and whatever. So look, I think at this point. Between now and the end of the year, DOMs is really not going to matter, right? Because everybody, if there's a buyer out there to buy the home that it's in the right location, price, features, and condition, days on market really is going to make a difference because it's slow, right? Everybody understands that it's slow. I think we're back to a normal Christmas cycle. Generally, between the beginning of November, first couple weeks of November, for sure, to somewhere around the end of January, mid-January, everybody kind of typically takes a pause. Back to the vacant and non-vacant, right? So if it's, if, if right now, if the home is occupied, more than likely, they're going to say, okay, and they don't have to sell. I mean, they, they're not in an urgent that I got to get a contract tomorrow on the home. Pull it off, enjoy the holidays, put it back on. I think that's good. Up to, and when, when would you put it back on? Right now, I put it back to after the first, immediately after the first. Oh, wow. Yeah, there is no spring market anymore. I think COVID fixed that. And you don't think we're going back to a traditional market where we're going to be, you don't think so? If the phone calls I've received in the last seven days is any indication of it, um, and these conversations are okay, interest rates are flat, Yeah, going down a little bit, we talked about this, okay, let's see what's out there. And if I find something that checks all my six or 10 or 12 boxes, we'll jump on it. If not, then we're, gonna, we're just going to wait. And then we start having conversations. And, you know, nine times out of 10, over time, their priorities change a little bit. And then we kind of relook at it. But, you know, at, at the moment, all our buyers that we're dealing with, we're kind of getting back to where it used to be where you would spend months, if not sometimes a couple of years, helping buyers through the process. I told you last show we had, uh, we had a thank you from this um, neurosurgeon, brain doctor, that you know he was going to wait. And I kind of, through conversation and conversation and conversation, uh, 
I don't want to use the word convinced, um, but he came to the conclusion, maybe we ought to do this. And he was super thankful because, A, he was at just around six and a quarter on his 30 year. And the house that he bought, there's some homes that recently closed in the area that were substantially higher, same particular home that he had. So we saved him on the, on the mortgage, and we saved him on the purchase price. Now, he was ready, willing, and able to do it, right? And he made the decision to pull it. We helped guide him through the process, but he ultimately made the decision to go ahead and pull the trigger. So, you know, if there's a home out there of our meager 25 that just popped up this week, uh, you know, this may be the time to do it. Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners, dropping dimes and knowledge today on this program. Johnny Ornalis was fantastic. Yeah, Johnny was great. And Johnny, thank you for coming in. and, 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 and Especially when I'm a little late with the board meeting today. And, and helping, uh, helping. It was funny. I was telling Judah, it's kind of weird. You know, I'm coming off a couple of boards. I know. Well, I mean, this is the board for the building. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, you are uh, the board. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, 1127. Absolutely. Thank you for coming in and saving my butt on the our, second half of the Our pleasure. Second half of the show. And I saw the uh, agents jump in when we started doing that back and <laughs> forth right there, uh, which was a pleasure, guys. And I'm always uh, excited when the agents watch the property, watch so, the show. So, Wednesday. Yeah. We're gonna, we're what gonna, we're thankful for. We're gonna, that's exactly what we're going to focus on. So, anybody who's watching or listening, it, it'll be Jerry and I, what we're thankful for. We may be having. Um, some headgear on. That's oh, a little, very nice. A little bit different than, than what we normally normally wear. But I love wearing the headgear. So we're going to chat. No spandex? Maybe from the camera down. So, oh, <laughs> whoa. That's a, that's a topic for you and Yona. No, 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 no. My, uh, so my winter biking gear is actually neoprene. Oh, okay. And, uh, we need to get your uh, daughter back on to talk about the flip book of a new agent. We're going to do that, but I don't want to jinx her. Right? Okay. I just, I, I His daughter's taking, uh, studying for the, actually taking the test today, right? She's taking it, I think, as we speak. Fantastic. Best of luck. Uh, yeah, so she, uh, she um, uh, we're excited about it, but I've learned a long time ago that sometimes pushing being the helicopter dad is not a good thing. Okay. I, I a learned space. I learned a long time ago that sometimes giving a little bit of space is a good thing, which is, I can't tell you how difficult that <laughs> is for me. But, uh, you know, not being a helicopter dad uh, was a struggle for me. Keith Smith, job well done. Thank you for Judah Wickhauer, job well done. Thank you for having the cameras ready. I'm Jerry Miller. This is Yes Realty Partners Finest, Keith Smith. The show is Real Talk, and it's archived online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Please pull down the partner tab, help support the, the, the partners that we have on it. And on, on Thursday, we're going to give a little shout out and thank you to all the partners that, that help us make us do this, help us do this, because without them, we wouldn't be doing it. I so. love it. Thank you kindly for joining us, guys. The I Love Seville show up in one hour. Get ready and giddy up. So long, everybody. Giddy up, giddy up.